Welcome to Talk Therapy CBT, a conversation about educating, helping, and connecting individuals to the world of psychology. This podcast is supported and produced by Inner Balance Psychology Center. I would also like to thank our sponsor, Dr. Alba Raffaella, psychologist and author of Breaking the Mirror, a story and guide on how to recognize and deal with narcissists, available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. I'm your host, Dr. Dawn Raffa. Joining with me today is my co-host, Anthony Dana. Hola. Hello. This, this is an episode that I was really um, like thinking eventually we're going to tackle this subject, stoicism. And we still, I think we still will, but this is just a um, teaser teaser <laughs> on stoicism and CBT, where the inspiration, a lot of the inspiration I think comes from for a lot of different schools of thought are come from the stoics. You can look back at the stoics mm-hmm. and stoicism. So looking forward to getting into stoicism with this episode and then maybe just an, a platform or an episode of just all stoicism and going over the different, like um, uh, Marcus Aurelius and... Um, well, there's a lot of philosophers yeah. that I, you know, like, but yeah. Seneca. Seneca was another one. Epictetus. <laughs> Epictetus. And that's my quote for today is Epictetus. Um, I think mine is too. Oh really? Oh, if it's the same mm. one. Oh, okay. We, you know what? We didn't share. We didn't. We didn't double check to see if it's the same I one. I read mine. No, no, no. Mine's not. I'm sorry. Mine's Ellis. Okay, Ellis. Yeah. And so I'll go first. Epictetus is the first century Stoic philosopher, and man is disturbed not by things, but by the views he takes of them. And I think that's something that a psychologist, especially, I, I at least probably five times during a session, you have to remind people that so they can get out of their own way. Mm -hmm. I know as a teacher, there are times when a student comes to me and talks about how something or someone's bothering them. And I just constantly, Mm -hmm. you know, just, well, you just have to not let that bother you. And, you know, don't feed that. And because if you do, you're just giving them what they want because they're just doing it maybe for attention or now they will do it more often to Mm -hmm. bother you because they they see they get a response. And and it's something... I think it's something all of us know deep down. What, how we're thinking of things? Well, just how don't let, you know, don't let things bother us. Don't let that bother us. We can't control that, but we need to be reminded of it. And some people more than others, I think some people really don't get it. Right, exactly. So the reason that we gravitated towards stoicism is because REBT and CBT is rooted in it. You know, it's a branch of, I guess we'll call it a branch or type of philosophy. Yes. And this is something that we probably have to be reminded of all the time. It's not the thing or the situation or nature that causes us to feel or believe a certain way. It's our beliefs and our perceptions of that situation, which is why two people can perceive of two different situations, or I'm sorry, a situation two different ways. Okay. So my quote actually is, I had to change. It was actually that quote. It was Ellis quoting Epictetus. But look, I was able, because of this internet (laughs) and this article that I have here, I have another one. So this is Spinoza, but Beck, it's from Beck's book, quoting Spinoza. I saw that all the things I feared and which feared me had nothing good or bad in them, save insofar as the mind was affected by them. So it piggybacks on that. Things are not good and bad. It's our mind labeling them as good or bad, putting the language on it as good or bad. Again, goes back to how we perceive of a situation, right? So the reason we were kind of looking at philosophy was because I may have mentioned in a previous show that I majored in philosophy, a double majored in psychology and philosophy. So I am rusty. on all the philosophy stuff. It's taken the backseat to psychology over the past 20 years. So I wanted to kind of revisit it to get back to my major roots, right? So I can at least speak about it as a 
a major, such sure. a big deal, right? I majored in yeah, something. And, and <laughs> there's so many links to stoicism and especially CBT. Yeah. I loved it back then. And that was pre, you know, CBT in my, well, I knew about it obviously from psychology, but before I became a CBT diplomat and uh, nerd, <laughs> I guess, or prodigy from the Beck Institute, right? So I believe you have some questions that you'd like to ask me. Chris. Well, you know, the first one's pretty generic. Mm -hmm. uh, so for those who kind of know, or those who have heard of it, but not, they're not too sure what it is, what is stoicism? So stoicism is a school of psychology that uh, arose during the third century, uh, third century BC in Greece. Back then, there were no psychologists, psychiatrists, therapists at the time. So philosophers were the physicians of the soul. The Greeks found guidance in philosophy alone back then. And the Stoicism way of thinking arose during the Hellenistic period after Alexander the Great and before the rise of the Roman Empire. So they believed that truth is rooted in natural law and that aligning our thoughts and expectations with natural order, basically nature in the world, will promote mental well-being and protect against unnecessary emotional pain. So when people had suffering and emotional pain, it was because their beliefs were not aligned to natural law and they may have had unmet expectations. So unrealistic expectations in beliefs led to pain and suffering, kind of like act, excessive suffering. The kind of CBT that I use is a combo, acceptance-based CBT is what it's called. So it's basically that, that the world doesn't make us miserable. We, you know, are making ourselves- Well, how we miserable. interpret the world. If how we, we want to interpret it in a way to make us miserable, that's our choice. It is our choice. Yeah. And I know people have issue with this when they're first learning about CBT because they think like, why would I make myself this way? Why would I want to do this? And then we have to talk about what's working, what's not working and what beliefs they may have held, you know, held on to. That's it in a nutshell. Well, when, when I when I interpret with stoicism and, and I've been, you know, I, I, I think I told you there's a, a couple of channels that I've been listening to that they just, first of all, there's a couple that just, they have great stoic quotes that mm -hmm. they just go into. And, and sometimes I'll listen to it on my way to work and it'll, it'll be a guy who talks like this. Yeah, he does. He and does he, guy, yeah. and he's going to, you know, and it, it's just, it's just a good, it's just, you know, and then you hear, maybe there's like a little like, soft music or, you know, boom, boom, yeah, boom, it's boom very you know, intense. in the background. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think the Stoics talk about the epitome of the phrase, keeping it real. <laughs> they will keep it realer mm -hmm. than real. They will, you know, mm -hmm. they're just like, you know, like, you know, that old person that's like, will break something down in a saying or a sentence and it's very <laughs> black and white. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can really you know, they just tell it how it is. And it's just, and, and they, they've been there, they've, you know, they're, you know, in yeah, their eighties or 90 and, and they, they're very blunt, right? and they're very oh. blunt and, and they, cause they don't have time to, 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 to worry about your feelings, you know, cause they're 90. So they don't mm -hmm. care. Yeah, they and they're, you really want, do you want to know the truth or do you want me to lie to you? Mm -hmm. And I think that Stoics are that, you know, the, the, you know, anybody who was a Stoic or anybody who believes in Stoicism buys into that rationale. I don't think a woke culture would like stoicism per, per se. I don't <laughs> think a lot of people would like, cause it's, it's nobody likes, you know, sometimes the truth is you, people don't like it. You know, it's like, yeah. Cause you know why it's like, cause it's, it's not easy to accept. 
you know, or, or it's not what you want it to be necessarily all well, the time. People don't want to hear, yeah, don't maybe want to hear that they have the power to change. They'd much rather maybe blame. I want to blame a lot of people else, in a lot of groups. Situation. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Blame a group and it's the world is a bad place. Now, Stoics believe the world has suffering, right? Like they're not saying that it doesn't. They're saying how you relate to that suffering I will, is, well, you yeah, know, what, what can you what do keeps about you it? Mentally, like, you know, mentally what's, healthy. Yeah, like what, yeah. what, what are you going to do about it? What can you do about it? What's in your control? Right? That will, yeah. And again, I don't, I don't think they, and again, this is where we, I think the episode on stoicism, and it might be like, I mean, I mean, I'll take a look and maybe if we break it down, we can, you know, revisit it again and again because mm-hmm. it's so, it's so deep and so and long. It's not easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. Like maybe categories into stoicism because that can be interesting too. But I don't think that they did not believe, yeah. Yeah, you're gonna mourn. You know, you know, if something bad happens to you, you're going to you're not have, saying be indifferent to it. Yeah, but, you're gonna uh-huh. you're gonna have a period of of I guess transition and you know accepting it or just processing it, right? And then okay, mm-hmm. now now what am I gonna do about it or how am I going to move forward? You know, based off of this new information that I couldn't control that happened. You know, I had a situation that happened yesterday and it's like, you know, and for a while it, it took over for about an hour or so, maybe, maybe longer. But finally it's like, okay, I just now just adjusted and I got to move forward and I got to figure out what what's you, the next move or or right. what can I do as a result of this, uh, you know. Well, there's the, in line with the unproductive and the productive worry, like the Stoics, you know, believed that worrying you know, obviously about um, worrying about things you cannot control is, is not helpful. So the thought record in CPT, testing your thoughts, is in line with that. Like what makes you believe the thought is true? And then there's a, a behavioral plan. Like what can you control? What can you do? What are your choices? One of the favorite questions people have, particularly with anxiety, is the worst case scenario. I do this. I just did this the other day. Yeah, yeah. I had a conversation with my sister about this. All right. Let's talk about worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. What's our what's our backup plan? You know. So one of the criticisms that stoicism, uh, I believe, has gotten is that they're just not, you know, indifferent to emotions. And that's not true. It isn't. It's just relating to emotions differently. They're not saying don't have them. This was just a difference in hedonism. <laughs> you know, like the goal of life was pleasure for the right. hedonists. And then these, you know, the Stoics said it's it's really virtue and just having things such as health and wealth and reputation, just like, you know, attachment to, to those things, right? It's hard so, to practice, not easy to do. Next question. What are the comparisons to uh, Stoicism and CBT? And, you know, I guess what are some examples of how Stoicism was a huge influence mm-hmm. uh, for Beck and, and I guess Ellis. Ellis as well? Yeah. Right. So a couple thousand years later, psychologists we've discussed with Katerina for REBT, Albert yep. Ellis, that behavioral problems could be relieved by identifying and changing faulty beliefs. So that is very similar to Stoicism. He got his ideas from Epictetus. He was his biggest source of inspiration. He drew upon his Epictetus notion that our interpretation of events have a greater impact on us than the events themselves. So there could be an event that occurs, and it's our interpretation of it that causes us to believe and feel a certain, you know, certain way. We can control our emotions and our thinking. I know this is hard for a lot of individuals because we do have automatic thoughts that pop into our mind, but it's a matter of what we do when that happens. So Ellis believed the more unrealistic our interpretations are, the more we suffer and that we are not living a well-adjusted life. However, if our beliefs and expectations align with nature, then we will enjoy a well-adjusted life and mental health, right? 1960s, our man Aaron Beck came up with CBT and cognitive distortions, which are these dysfunctional beliefs that we tend to have. 
that are not in align, alignment with natural order. So both of them had a framework in Stoicism. So there's a lot of uh, things in common. CBT is based in logic, acceptance, and control. Logic is aligning our mind and our impressions with our actions. A wise mind can successfully differentiate between accurate and faulty impressions through the use of logic. So the CBT thought record that I mentioned is based on Socratic reasoning, checking our thinking. What makes me think the thought is true? I do this all the time with people and try to with myself, like, wait a minute, why do I believe that? Why do I need to do the things this way? Like, mm. why do I have to go this route? I can go a different route, right? Or why is this belief true? True impressions are based in observable laws of nature. False impressions have no natural basis and lead to destructive and painful emotions. So we know you heard about acceptance, right? We're talking mm -hmm. about this. So all of nature is to be acceptance, even tragic elements such as death, loss, pain, misfortune. Those things occur naturally as part of, you know, natural law. To live a well-adjusted life, we must, must, mm -hmm. it's a bad word, we... <laughs> need to no shooting it would be a good idea uh, to we can yeah <laughs> how about that that's tough right accept our strengths and limitations as well as the beauties and the horrors of the world they were skeptical of overly optimistic or pessimistic judgments nature isn't all good or all bad we are recipients of good and bad fortune so stoke sought to live mindfully non-judgmentally accepting life as it comes and goes and having realistic and flexible ideas about the future also this notion of control right the serenity prayer familiar with what we can accepting what yes we can control, yes it, it, yeah. yeah so accepting what we can and cannot control particularly of a situation so newsflash like we've discussed before we cannot control people we like to puppeteer them sometimes but we cannot control them we can influence them but technically we cannot control them situations we cannot control we cannot control the crazy interest rates that are going up right now mm. we cannot control inflation inflation we cannot control the weather you know things like that so instead of is that how you want to spend your saturday obsessing about why it's not nice out or why there's going to be traffic today when we go out no right? well, gas went up again another dime when it was yeah. getting better I know. We're going to sit and be mad. That's how we yeah. want to spend our, our weekend, right? So, yeah. So, those are very similar to CBT with all that. And also with acceptance commitment therapy, there's similarities with that as well. So, I guess the final question would be, so, stoicism and CBT, what would be any, what would be differences between the two? So the only one I found was this difference of scope. Stoicism has a metaphysical component. Many Stoics, including Epictetus, described to fatalism or ascribed to fatalism. They believe that fates are out of our control. Best we can do is dispassionately accept whatever fate may be. And CBT does not have a metaphysical component. They just believe in cause and effect. They're not saying that there's a higher power or anything religious, you know, in nature. So you don't think that your actions like I understand where stoicism is coming from. With um, the fatalism piece? Yeah, fatalism. Yeah. But but also, I, I do think that the things that you can control can change your fate. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, so yeah I, I like I like to see the CBT version way, way better than, oh, I'm just going to, whatever I do, there's nothing I can do about anything that's, whatever happens to me is all fate. No, I had something to do with these things. Like, that's another, again, I, I, you know. Yeah, this is an issue I used to have in philosophy. So I would try to blend 
ideas because, you know, they would have arguments for the existence for and against God. And fatalists believe that higher power or God already knows what our choices are going to be. He or she knows that we're going to choose this over this. It seems it's an illusion of free will, but ultimately it's out of our control because it's already blueprinted out for us. Right. Like, like, like I think diocism or deist, uh, you know, God is a clockmaker and he makes the clock and he winds it and he just let his hands off. But he knows what's going to happen. He knows what's going to happen. But yeah, like, I don't know. It's kind of like rats in a maze. Like, okay, you're going to get to the cheese this way or this way. He already knows you're going to go this way. Yes. I don't know. But I, I know what you mean. I don't like believing in fatalism either. I believe in consequences and choices. I also believe, you know? I, I know I'm going to get some chuckles out there, but I believe in angels and demons. <laughs> and, I, and I believe that they, again, part of free will, like, you know, just like you have devil on one shoulder and you have the <laughs> angel on the other shoulder, it's up to you. Uh, you know, and again, you do have, there's a fate in store for you, but there, there are people that were maybe supposed to do great things that never did. And we don't know who they are. You know why? Because they, they crapped the bed. You know what I mean? Because they did procrastinate. They were lazy. They did ruin their lives with drugs and alcohol. And they could have been, you know, like there's so many stories of the could have, would have been just in athletics alone, let alone, you know, I mean, there, there could have been a guy who could have cured cancer, but maybe But he, I guess that the fatalist would say, well, that was their fate. Well, but if he was, but if, if his fate was to be the guy that was going to cure cancer, but then he decided to to become fate. an alcoholic and die at you know thirty two, I, I you know I'm just well, I guess that was his fate. That was <laughs> a missed opportunity. Was, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean the fate thing. I don't know. Like I believe things happen for a reason, and people come into our lives for a reason, and you know we learn lessons with different relationships and experiences in life, and meant to be type of thing, right? However, this idea of giving up the Stoics say here that we just have to dispassionately accept whatever our fates may be. Now, I don't know. It just that it doesn't feel good. It feels like well, it also leads to depression. I think if people are like, well, I'm just fated to be a loser well, yeah. or to have depression, and they have an external locus of control, right? Then oh, that's just what the universe has in yeah. mind for me. It just takes away. Tony Robbins back then wouldn't have gotten along with these guys at all. You know? Well, at least not that part. Yeah, exactly. But that's yeah. the part that I think that mm-hmm. really you know like makes people turn off toes. And I get it. You know, like that's why I always take a look at everything and go, you know, because it's like it's take, some take, some. People might say, well, that stoicism is stupid. Mm-hmm. No, that part I might not necessarily agree with, but right. almost everything else I buy into. you right. So, yeah, like I, I understand accepting there's certain things in life we can't control, and it is fate that things are going to happen, I guess, and consequences of choices and a sequence of events, right? But then there's also empowerment of what we controlling what we can within that universe right right within reason yeah within reason so yeah we're not going to beat ourselves up hopefully about things we can't control because that's not living a virtuous life and accepting you know accepting what we can't control so that's the only difference i found i don't know if you found anything different between cbt and stoicism yeah i don't i didn't come up with anything uh, anything yeah that's major differences so yeah i mean we're just kind of touching on this we're not getting all yeah, philosophical so and deep like in my classes where we sit and debate right well I, well yeah i mean so this is going to be um you know how we have different categories like you know uh, cbt at the movies and we revisit mm-hmm. that so i think we're gonna this is stoicism is going to be something that i think and we can revisit yeah. yeah and philosophy just we'll call it philosophy we won't even call it stoicism the philosophy series or yeah, segments yeah yeah cbt to philosophy give homage or, to or, right. my other major sure yeah <laughs> uh-huh. um but I have a couple of just real quick public service announcements for everybody for the month of October. Mm-hmm. Number one, I 
been eating a lot of pumpkin everything lately because it's just all around and you don't really find it in like May. You know, it's like not necessarily prevalent. Um, although I will say this, I have had, uh, I remember having, I think it was a pumpkin pie or something pumpkin in like, I think it was March or April. And I was just kind of like, didn't feel right. <laughs> I don't know what they do something different in the packaging of different, even a tasty cake pie, but everything pumpkin mm-hmm. in October, Tastes it's, good. it just, it works. It's, works for it's, uh, you know, I'm well, like, I'll make a pumpkin pie. I cannot believe it. I make a good pumpkin yes, pie. Yes, you do. But I mean, I'll make it in May. But what is it about the feel? month? Is it just the aura of the season? Um, and... The crispness of the air, oh. maybe the smell of No, no, the... no. It's not Christmas in the air. Don't say that yet. No, no, no. Crisp. Oh, I thought you said Christmas no. in the air. Oh, no. I was like, no. don't be one of them. I'm not one of those people. Okay. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, it's just, I think it, we associate, it's associated probably from our childhood with. The leaves changing, the colors, the briskness. Well, when I was a little kid, I didn't like pumpkin anything. I just didn't need yeah. it. I didn't like it yet, but now... I wonder if I did. Pumpkin pie, maybe. Pumpkin, pumpkin spice. Bread, pumpkin bread, pumpkin... Oh, it's so good. So good. And the other, and the other public service announcement I have mm-hmm. is when you buy your Halloween candy, do it within a day or two of Halloween. Why is it cheaper? Well, no, no. Just you're going to eat it all. Oh, uh, you, don't you know, they're going to buy a big bag and, oh, it's like, uh, it's October 15th. I'm going to get this big bag. I'm going to store it away. And then you're going to dip into it and dip <laughs> into it. And then you're going to be like, I got to go back out and get more Halloween candy. So unless not- you have extreme self-discipline. So like I said, get your <laughs> Halloween candy I have extreme two or three days <laughs> before, if you're like me. You don't want to get into it. Yeah. Well, you liked your pumpkin latte, right? You like Yeah, it? see, a pumpkin latte. I go back and forth with pumpkin. I have a feeling though, if Starbucks did a pumpkin latte all year round, I'd still like it. Some things they do all year round. Yeah. Right now they're doing that in the apple. I think apple's also popular. This apple pie though is yeah. good for the summer. That can stay all year round. Apple pie in the summer. Yeah, but no, no, strawberries. it does, but it's not as good. It's not as good. It's not as good as, you no, know, strawberries are the best in, in May and June. I swear to God, it's just a seasonal. Fruits. I, I don't get, veggies. yeah. Zucchini bread you don't like. I make good zucchini bread, but no, you wouldn't eat it. No, no. What if I tricked you no. and you didn't know it was zucchini bread? I, after the first bite? You wouldn't know? I would know because I don't like zucchini <laughs> If it was chocolate. What do you think? So how do you like, you're going to tell me, how do you like your pumpkin bread? Mm. Tastes like zucchini. Just keep eating it. Shut up. You know what I'm talking about. I'm going to trick you. Okay. I want to get you to like it. Because now's the season to bake. <laughs> now's the season that's, to bake. That sounds scary. I'll make you like it. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to control you, right? No, it's moist. The only, the only reason for the zucchini in the bread, in my opinion, is the moistness. So you don't it taste isn't zucchini. So you don't taste the zucchini. No. So, okay. I can't stand when people say that. And why you put it in there? <laughs> I just told you don't you even taste the it. The utilitarianism of it I taste is it. the moistness. Do you want me to try a different Reggie and see if it's better? Would you drink juice? I'd make juice, carrot, apple, beet. Would you drink that? Sure. To get your veggies? Fine. Because we don't have enough veggies. No, we don't. We're I like carrots and celery and cucumbers. Carnivore, carnivores. We just I follow right. carnivore and keto, so I have like no. I had an asparagus stick last night. <laughs> no, no asparagus, please. No, thank you. <laughs> and right. you, of all people, don't eat asparagus. No, I don't eat asparagus. Oops. No, no. Anyway, are you, are you being cynical <laughs> and stoic? <laughs> I'm getting in trouble. You're getting in trouble. <laughs> no, tasty fruits and vegetables like carrots are sweet, right? I like sweet. Yeah, sweet carrots are good. I like raw carrots too. Uh, I hate llama beans. I don't like that. I just, yeah, my grandma used to make me eat those. I don't like cabbage. Cabbage is gross. I don't like cabbage either. Oh, good. There's not many, there's there's not many vegetables I do like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love green beans. 
Yeah, I like green beans. Okay. I hope everybody's writing this down so they, hear, <laughs> yeah, they know, know what I so like important. and don't like vegetables. <laughs> she likes green beans. What else? What did he say? Anyway. <laughs> Tidbits about our personal life. Yeah, exactly. So we're trying this weekend to live a virtuous life, correct? And every day we're trying to be in line with Stoics. Virtue yes, is the only should. true good. So living a good life would be eating zucchini bread and eating pumpkin. Not zucchini. Why zucchini bread? <laughs> Because <laughs> I You're had, just obsessed on making Because I know how to make it well. I'm a good baker. You know that. Yes, I do. But you can make other things. And I things. can make gluten free stuff. I bet you wouldn't notice. I would too. You would not. Oh, God. I'll trick you. Going to, <laughs> I'm going to trick you. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you ahead of time. So, one, you can't be mad. Right. So, I, I believe in living a virtuous life and living a good life and a purposeful, intentional, mindful you know, life. Okay. So, I believe you mentioned to me to mention about inner, a little bit about inner balance, which I think. You know, people may know at this point, but we have three offices yeah. located in Philadelphia, Marlton, New Jersey, and then Pennington, New Jersey. And we have about, I think, 17, 18 therapists at this point are offering some telehealth here and there. So we do take new patients. This time of year tends to be pretty busy. I think you wanted me to mention that, right? No, yeah. I just think that it's something that we- who, Who's we, sponsoring us. You, you and gloss over reason. and just assume that you know, of course, you guys all know that you know, about Interbalance, who, who, you know, who's the main sponsor of this podcast. And Right. Yeah. It's a, a, a mid-sized practice, I guess, right, that I, I own and run. and Growing. So it's growing, hiring more people often. And, you know, we see a good mix of patient population. That's right. Um, Anybody Children, who, families, couples, right. individuals, right? You go in there. Psychological evaluations. I, I, uh, Sometimes I, I run groups. Or we run groups. I was doing the mindfulness-based stress reduction group for some time. I thought about doing that again. Man, I met. I, um, I think I met almost all of your men, except for the Philadelphia office. You met everybody except much, yeah. a couple of people there. Right. Yeah. Well, we're having our Christmas parties, so we'll right. see. So if you're looking for any help, if you need any help, uh, not any. <laughs> it depends on the help. Well, yeah, but yeah, there are some limits to the scope of our. Practice, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they you know, just, they can't turn loans. they can't turn water into wine. I mean, you know, yeah, not there's only so much. Yeah, <laughs> there's only so much they can do with you. Yeah, <laughs> but, or certain <laughs> certain situations we have to refer out to a psychiatrist or higher level of care. Mm-hmm. We do evaluations. We do testing. No court-ordered stuff currently, so can't do that. I think that's it. It's our fall episode, so I think we meet again after Halloween, correct? Yes, we will. The next one will be after Halloween, Halloween, so. It'll be November already. Wow. Yes. Crazy, crazy, crazy. All right, well, that's our little blurb on stoicism. It's not like super deep, just a, a blip. About we, the we will revisit it again. Can I add that to my resume and my CV that I'm a stoic? You, yeah. Like comma, Dr. Africa. I'm going to put stoic. it on my, on my Facebook page. Stoic. Yeah. Teacher, stoic. <laughs> Father. <laughs> yeah. Like just, you know, yeah. it adds to your credentials. Exactly. That, add that to my resume. Okay. What, what, am, what am I thinking right now? What are you thinking right now? Yes. That you want to wrap up the show? See, I hate it when she does this. She knows everything. Yes. I can tell by your facial expression and the way you're looking at me. But also your psychology superpowers. Yeah. Oh, you're, I know what you're thinking. You want to eat zucchini bread. You want me to make it instead of guacamole oh, today? See, I don't know. You're, you're, you're starting to fade now. I think uh, there's some kryptonite here. I think the caffeine is wearing off right now. There you go. Now I know what you're thinking. Good thoughts. Virtuous thoughts. Yes. Yes. And how to enjoy our Saturday. This Correct. is, I'm enjoying my Saturday right now. Are you? Yes. 
just spending time with me. Yes. That's nice. Mm -hmm. As always, thanks for listening to our show. Catch all of our episodes and more at www.innerbalancepsychology.com or talktherapycbt.com. Email us if you have any questions, info at innerbalancepsychology.com. And remember to stop it and give yourself a chance. You should email us. Stop it. No shooting. Mm -hmm.